Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode this week of Hoops Evans Basketball Hustle with the three-time NBL champion, the nightmare, the best power forward of his generation, Matty Knight. How do we find you this week, Matty? It's been quite the eventful finish to the NBL season and all of a sudden we're only only hours away from the finals getting underway. Yeah, no, it was uh, a lot of games. Again, it came down to the last game of the year and there was probably 11,000 people holding their breath <laughs> on that Oh, DJ Silovich um, made that, and uh, their season, Wildcat season done. Melbourne are in, but um, I think uh, he probably had the whole state of Melbourne behind him. No, but, um, absolutely. But, what did you make of the last last weekend, Maddie? Obviously, to start with, I guess the first penny to fall was the Breakers locking in second spot over, over the Taipans, and that, that was made more interesting when Cairns won on Friday night and New Zealand had to beat Brisbane in overtime. We saw the Jack Jumpers lock in fourth spot, even though Josh Majet, I don't know if I've ever seen a face blow up that quickly. It was horrible to see what, what happened to him. And then, obviously, it came down to Sunday, and Melbourne beat Adelaide to put the owners back on the Wildcats, and the Wildcats had to win by 11, and they, they won by 12. Um, what, what did you make of the, the whole final round? Yeah, no, um some teams did what they needed to do and some, some teams made it harder than they had to. Mm. Obviously, New Zealand was probably fortunate to have the schedule they did to finish the season, but full credit to them. They did their work the whole season and allowed them to be in that position and finish second is massive. You avoid the, the playing tournament. Cairns finished the season they wanted to and probably cheering for a Brisbane yeah. upset, but um, unfortunately... Uh, New Zealand held on, so and then Perth, well Melbourne, um, thanks to Tucker hitting a three mm. on the buzz, made it harder. But then, um, unfortunately for Melbourne, Perth did one better and went up by one point over what they needed to do. So, um, yeah, exciting round of basketball, but um, yeah, now it's the the fun time of year. No, it sure is. Um, what do you think of the format that we've got this season, Matty? Are you happy with the top six? Do you like the f- and do you like the fact that these positions are decided by percentage, or would you like it to be worked out another way? Uh, I think I prefer it the old way, top four. I I believe don't believe we've got enough. Yeah, ten teams, but it's not, it's not the NBA where you got thirty two mm. teams or. In each pool to give other teams an opportunity. I think it should be the top four. You reward those top four teams. Um, four best teams. Obviously, South East will probably have a case. But, um, yeah, no, I just think it should be the top four. And one play four, two versus three, they're, they're worth the right. And, um, yeah, I think if you're going to grow the league, then, yeah, bring a playing tournament. But uh, I, I truly believe it should be the top four. Yep, no, you make, you make a good point. But, um, yeah, We've got it all ahead of us, so we look forward to it starting on, on Thursday night, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on your predictions before we wrap things up. But a couple of things to get through, Matty. I want to get your predictions for the NBL Awards before we finish, but before, we need to get to your Player of the Year voting for the final round and then your final leaderboard for the for the winner of the Player of the Year for this NBL season, thanks to thanks to Hoops Heaven. Um, now, coming into the final round, just to set the tone, we had Milton Doyle on top on 20, but Derek Walden Jr. and Xavier Cooks from the Kings both had a chance, but as we talked about last week, we weren't quite sure what the Kings would do given they couldn't move from top spot, and probably Walden and Cooks, the way it turned out, one of them didn't play a game, one of them got hurt in, in, a, in another game, so it made it tough for them, so... I imagine Milton Doyle is probably going to end up winning, and all he had to do was play well on Saturday. Maddie and I, I think he did did the job, so I think he's a pretty deserving winner in the end, isn't he? Yeah, no, I almost walked away with a triple-double. Uh-huh. Uh, it was always 
a danger game going up to Illawarra. Has been playing some pretty good basketball. Full credit to Illawarra for not just throwing in the towel after a pretty tough season. But um, went up there, fourth spot in the line, and uh, obviously losing the Jet, Doyle stepped up, and um, he's going to be vital for um, Tasty's success, especially with the Jet more unlikely going to play in the final series. So, um, yeah, clear favourite, clear winner in my MVP and well-deserved. Yep, an emphatic way to do it. So he got the five votes in the last round. We'll we'll talk about the leaderboard shortly, but the rest of the votes for round round 18, Matty. Um, your four votes. Boy, I mean, yeah. we've talked about this guy a bit. When he puts that Superman cape on, he's he's one exciting machine, isn't he? He is. For a guy well-known for his defense, his offense has just sprung to light this, this year. And um, he's probably been a shining light for Adelaide. Pretty disappointing season. Um, yeah, Cleveland, he's willed at the last few weeks. He's just put Adelaide on his shoulders and tried to do everything he can to get him to that playoff spot. And even on Sunday, with very minimal chance, goes out and drops his high score as a professional uh, basketball yeah. player. Amazing, isn't it? The first time he's ever got to 30 points in his professional career. Yeah, no, a fantastic achievement. It was done in a big game too. And if I'm Adelaide, I'm doing everything I can to lock him down long term. Because no, sure. um, he's a vital vital piece if they're going to have any success. You'd build, build a team around that guy. You can do the same for the next guy as well, the New Zealand Breakers, with your, your three votes, Matty. Yeah, no, Earl Brantley... Um, He's almost the engine for the New Zealand Breakers. If he's up and about, they're playing really good basketball. If he's quiet, that's when uh, I believe they went on their losing streak. So if I'm the New Zealand manager and I'm looking to probably lock down all three imports, yeah, um, absolutely. they've been very uh, important. Obviously, Brown's up for six man of the year. And then you got Pardon in the middle, who's up for defensive player of the year. So. You can build around those three. You're going to have some long-term success. So he's the three votes for the previous weekend. And the two votes. I think that at the, for the first half of the season, I think everyone thought that Ray John Tucker was a bit of a bit of a joke after the way he came into the season, saying he'd be the best import in the league. But boy, did he did his second half of the season deliver for Melbourne. <laughs> the best idea to come in and say he's the best import in the league when there's some pretty good imports in the league already. You're putting a target on mm. your back. Um, Full credit to him, he probably didn't have the start of the season he wanted, but I think that was just Melbourne United. Um, obviously, the the losses they had such, so close to the season start, then you lose your starting centre at the pre-season tournament. Your starting point guard goes down. It was pretty tough for yeah. him, but once Melbourne United turned around, I believe he was a huge part of it. He He's very excited when he's up and going, and he's very passionate, you can see that. But, um, no, he gets the... Uh, Two votes and um, his three pointer on the buzzer almost got Melbourne United into the finals. So it was a massive game, and especially in the fourth quarter when Adelaide were looking to make a run, he stood up and um, did everything he could to help Melbourne almost make finals. What about your one vote for, for the last round, Matty? Uh, yeah, Manning, Brady Manning from mm-hmm. Perth. Um, and see why he was a highly regarded shooter. He hit some big shots. For the Wildcats, um, no, two free throws down the line to give him that 12 points. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he's, he's been a – probably didn't have a start to the season. He's been pretty consistent since. No, he has. Um, yeah, he's, he's got a lot better as the season's gone on. Okay, Matty, so that's the final vote. So what that means on your leaderboard is that, like we touched on from the start, Milton Doyle ended up wrapping up the, the win in your Player of the Year award for NBL 23. He finished on 25 votes. So next up we had Mitch Creek on 19 
Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks on 18, Keanu Pinder on 14, Bryce Cotton on 12, Antonius Cleveland on 12, Derek Pardon 11, then we go back, Alan Williams on 9, Corey Webster on 9, Jarrell Brantley on 9, Xavier Radden Mays on 8, DJ Hogue on 7. Pretty happy with the way the leaderboard panned out? Yeah, no, I am. Um, obviously, Mitch Creek is probably a bit unfortunate that I didn't get to play the last round, but I think even if he did play one game, he wouldn't have got the vote. So, um, no, very happy. Doyle's been one of the most consistent players, especially for Tassie's for a team that was trying to back up a grand final with a lot of expectations coming in to replace Josh Adams. And I think he, he stepped up and um, really set roll down in Tassie. No, absolutely. So congratulations to Milton Doyle of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers for winning the Hoop 7 Player of the Year Award for NBL 23. And now we look forward to seeing what he can do in the finals. Finals, of course, Matty. Um, now let's move on to your award predictions for the NBL season and and get your thoughts on who you might who you think might take out some of these awards, Maddie? Why don't we, why don't we start with the probably the easiest one? Start with the best six man. Six man, that's Barry Brown mm-hmm. from and, um, play started minutes, but um, comes off the bench and yeah, New Zealand lose absolutely nothing when he comes on. So that's a pretty easy one, and I'd be very surprised if he didn't walk away with that award. Yep, yep. So would I. The interesting one, at least in terms of who was nominated, is the best defensive player. But out of out of Antonius Cleveland, Derek Pardon and Shayili, who would you go with? Antonius Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, no, he's he's had some big assignments this year and he shot some guys down while also producing on the other end. Pardon's been massive for New Zealand. Um maybe reason the early doesn't really get mentioned is he, I think he missed nearly a third, two-thirds of the season, but yeah. great defender, and he's the engine of that Melbourne defence, but I just think Cleveland um, has been the most consistent throughout the year. Now, the Next Generation Award is the interesting one because it replaced the Rookie of the Year Award, and, yeah, I mean, you have to feel for Sam Wardenberg, but he's still a chance to win this, this award instead. Does he get to take it out? That's a tough one. Um, I've got it between him and Foley from Illawarra. Yeah. I just think um, Wardenberg probably didn't help him with Keanu up there um, mm. as well, being probably the focal point. But it was still Rookie of the Year. It was his award to win easy. But I think as it moved to the next generation, I think uh, Froling will play is probably the most consistent player for Illawarra the whole way through. Okay. Yep. I mean, again, I, I just feel for him almost having an award ripped out of his hands, but it is what it, it is. What it is. <laughs> Most improved player is another another interesting one, Maddie. So out of Keanu Pinder, Will McDowell White, and Sean McDonald, who who would you go with? This is a tough one. McDonald's been uh, massive down in Tassie, and he's got Scott Ross's full confidence in him. He's been in some tight games right at the end, and they're not scared to give him the ball to go make a play. But I think for him, it's just the competition he's against. So I think it's Will McDowell White. From where he went from last year to this year, he's really improved his game, and he's going to be a vital piece if New Zealand are contend for a championship. And I think the only reason I go for him over Keanu is obviously Keanu's missed a bit of time with the injuries, and uh, yes, he's improved, but I just think Will McDowell White has really taken his game to the next level. No, he absolutely has. Coach of the year. I feel like all three of these men from the top three teams are equally deserving in a lot of ways. So I found this really tough. But who would you go with? Yeah, no, two of the three are uh, New Zealand. I think what 
bottom second last last year. Yeah, no, the so bottom two teams, yeah. They turned around, yeah, they're two and three, so that's an amazing turnaround. And um, they've both played, got their teams playing exciting brand of basketball. And uh, I'm going to go with the New Zealand coach. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, go from where they were the last two years, been on the road, been a long couple of years, and he's really turned that program around. And uh, I'd love to see Forty get it. Um, what he's done up in Cairns so I just think um, it'll be a close one I think New Zealand coach will walk away with it just mm. Before I get your MVP let's get your all first and second teams Maddie. so who would you have in your all first team to start with? All first my two inside are Mitch Creek and Xavier Cook yep. and my guards would be Bryce DJ Hogue and oh the other guard, an interesting one. Well, it has to be your, your player of the year, doesn't it, surely? Mil- does Milton yeah. Doyle sneak in? Easy. Milton Doyle. Um, <laughs> if he's not in there, I'll be very surprised. Yeah. Um, what he's done down in Taz, he's their main guy. Um, the Jets the captain, but Milton Doyle, he gets that team running. If he's up and about, Taz, are up and about. So, yep. Yep. Milton Doyle, easy. What about your second team? Um this one's tricky because there's a lot of guys in the mix. We'll start with your, your two inside players. Would you go for the two from New Zealand who are equally deserving or does Keanu Pinder sneak in or even Alan Williams? I mean, who would you pick? Which two would you pick uh, out of those four? It's a tough one, but uh, I'm going to the New Zealand duo. Yep. They've been um, massive for New Zealand this year and huge part of, of the rep reason they're sitting second on the ladder right now, so... Real Brantley and Pardon for me, the two inside. It was a tough one. Ping has been big, but yeah. boy, he's been injured, so he's missed some games. And Alan Williams, when he's on, he's on, but there's also been a lot of games where he's had foul trouble and had to sit a lot. Mm. So, but tough, yeah, tough choice. Yeah, no, for sure. Probably gets even tougher with your three outside players, but with, with Cotton, Doyle, and Hogue locked into the first team. I guess I guess you throw in Derek Walden, Tyler Harvey, Barry Brown. You've, you've read my mind, Pike, here. <laughs> it's almost New Zealand uh, all second team. Yeah. I've got uh, Barry Brown in there, Tyler Harvey. Him and Froling have been uh, a bright spark. Mm. Harvey had a slow start, but the well, second half of the season, he really turns around. Yeah, so i got those two. And Derek Walton. Um, he's been good for Sydney. He started off really well and probably went a bit quiet in the middle, but um, he finished the season off well. And obviously, his team finished top spot, so yep. he played part in that. Yep, absolutely. All right, Maddie, thanks for thanks for giving your insights into all of that. Now, what are your thoughts on the finals? So it starts on Thursday night. Um, elimination first up between the South East Melbourne Phoenix and the Perth Wildcats, and then the winner of the Ken's Taipans, Tasmania Jack Jumpers, straight into the semifinals against the Breakers, and the loser gets a second chance. What do you think happens on Thursday night? I think South East, they've had, what, two weeks off now, and the last time they met, they did a number on the Wildcats. So um, Perth are really going to have to, in four days, turn around their defence. All on good scoring, but if you can't stop, you're not going to do too well. It will depend on if Manic and Thomas can actually guard inside. Mm. Teams um, are made of references. You re- win, well, every time one of the rebound town gets Wildcats, <laughs> but if you can um, dominate inside, you give yourself a good chance, and that's what uh, Williams did. He dominated first bigs last time, so 
if they're not up for the challenge, I think uh, South East will uh, walk away winners again quite comfortably. The other game's tough one. Who, who would you? Who, who do you think advances between the Taipans and the Jack Jumpers? This is a tough one. Um, you've probably got a really well, actually, no, Kansas defense one of the tall ones in the league. Mm. So, but uh, I think the loss of Josh Jack really hurts Tazzy. He's probably not putting up the numbers, but he's their four general yeah. out there. And you're going to have to require someone else to step up. And while they can do that, I think can at home, they're going to come off a lot of confidence coming over here and knocking off the Wildcats. So whilst I love the Jack Jumpers, I think Cairns um, is just too, too good at home. And um, it'll be a close game. But I think uh, the loss of the Jets is too much to cover right now. It's an interesting one what they do without Majet. I mean... Do you put the ball in the hands of Milton Doyle a lot more and have him as your playmaker? But then at the same time, that takes away probably from some of his shooting abilities to catch and shoot because he's the one doing the passing. Or do you do you let Sean McDonald take over as point guard? Do you put Jared, Jared Weeks in there to be your point guard? It's going to be fascinating what Scott Roth does. Yeah, no. If there's any coach that could make that adjustment, it's Scott Roth. Whoever he puts in, he's going to have full confidence in him and I don't think they'll bring Doyle to the point guard. You've got McCall and Bull Cole, yeah. two very good defenders, and you don't want your best player being hounded all game, trying to get the ball up court, then trying to score as well. So I reckon you'll see the minutes split between uh, Weeksy and Sean McDonald. Yep. I think that's the way they'll they'll go as well. But, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out, Matty. So thank you for breaking all that down. Um, we'll catch up with you again next week, and and we'll know who's in the semifinals by then, and we can have a chat about that. But thanks for joining us once again, and thanks for all of your work in, in voting Milton Doyle as your Player of the Year for this season. Thanks for having me on, Pikey.